and welcome back to another episode of our Saturday Mug Chats. We're so excited for our conversation today and for the guests that we invited. And this episode is going to be a little different from what you guys are used to. And we're really excited. It's going to be really more of a conversation and a journey, individual journey to, you know, BTS and everything we've learned from there. So we're really excited for what we have in store for today. Um, before we, before I introduce our guest, I just want to go for a quick roundtable. Envy, how are you doing today? Good as I can be. <laughs> I feel like that's always our answer nowadays. It's like, eh. yeah, a, lot of things, a lot of things are happening in the world and, you know, adulting life <laughs> is very much ca- catching up to me, but hey, that's life. So as good as it can be. I'm sorry. I'm just laughing because as, as, as for those that can't see what we're actually doing right now, MB, as she is saying, adulting is something she's learning. It's holding a life-size stuffed toy. So, so let's just put that in context. Hence, I reposted when I saw in, on IG, like one of the um, reels saying, you know, I'm an adult. I have a job and I use that job to buy childish things like this. And then it showed this exact RJ doll and like, that's me. And we work hard. It's why we work hard so we can buy our merch. <laughs> yeah, so that's me right now, needing to hold on to my RJ doll because it's just a meh kind of day. But you know what? I'm really happy to be here right now because our guest for today, I just want to say it, is a fellow Jen Bias who's also holding her own RJ. <laughs> we'll call her in a bit, but I'm so excited to like you, MB, to hear from our guests. We have a lot of exciting questions and conversations in store. Um, how about you, Jen? How are you? Hi, Anna. I'm, I think, generally okay. We're coming back. Um, Hallyu is coming back from the break last week. I think somehow I'm still on a high from the concert last Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, it seems like, I don't know, for me, it seems like it was such a long time ago that I realized, oh, it was just two days ago, action. Yeah, so looking forward to the comeback. I'm looking forward. I'm counting the days until June 10th. Yeah, so it's something to hold on to. Um, I think generally, you know, just trying to keep steady, trying to lessen the swings. It's one of those times where, you know, challenges are challenges, but, you know, we try to get through that. So, yeah, fighting. Yes. And honestly, Jen, what you shared actually really ties into the title of our episode today. You know, there's really so much, um, there's really so much to unpack when it comes to what uh, the boys Bangtan has have really done for us uh, on an individual level, but also mentally, emotionally, spiritually, if you'd like to say, there really has been some kind of conversion and awakening when we met them. So I'm so excited to finally introduce our guest. So I will start off with the formal intro and then the informal intro because my our guest today is actually one of my best friends. So... I had to actually ask her, what's your full job title again? Because I'm not sure if I know it. <laughs> I only know the other stuff. Um, okay, so Rocio um, graduated from Ateneo de Manila University with her degree in AB Communications. Currently, she's a social media strategist at Near Creative. In college, ever since actually I've known her, she's been into tennis. And she was the actually the tennis co-captain of the Ateneo team when she was in college. Um, I know she's going to kill me, but uh, I know you said not to say dancing was one of your hobbies, but I'm going to say that because we do that together. We do that together when we're stressed. We have little dance, like cool off sessions. And like I said at the start, Rishi has been my best friend since we were nine. So I remember uh, we've been through so much together and BTS is also something coincidentally that we went through together. She was a little earlier than me, but finally when I came around to see the light about the whole thing, of course, we we went through the journey together. So, hi, Sio! I'm so happy you're here! Hello! Thank you for that introduction, Yana, the formal and the not formal one. Um, and thank you, Team Hallyu, for 
for inviting me to have this conversation with you guys. I'm honestly, yeah, I'm so grateful and I'm so excited to just, you know, this is actually just like cuento, really. <laughs> like, yes. you know, it's, it's, it's something that we've, we've done um, before. So yeah, thank you so much for inviting me and yeah, let's, let's get it. <laughs> yeah. Let's <laughs> get it, Talaga. <laughs> okay, so actually, uh, it's interesting that I opened the segment because the the first part is actually how you met Bangtan, and the first question was who was Rusia before Bangtan, and the weird part is I actually know the answer to this question because I knew I knew you before you knew BTS, but of course, right. I want to hear it from you. So, who was Rusia prior to June of twenty twenty? 2020, right? Or 2021? Right. Correct. Yeah. Um, and as you know, Yana, I was very different. <laughs> Rocio before Bangtan was very different. And yeah, Yana knows this very well. And I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't mean to say that in a bad way. It's just, I was different. Like, I, I would also like to think of it that I was different in um, like how other armies were different we're probably also different before meeting BTS. So kind of same, I guess. Um, but yeah, I guess um, I was younger. So I was more, I was immature for sure, for sure. Um, and I thought I could figure things out on my own and have my life all together. Life is going to be on track for me, which is never the case, right? Which I eventually learned. Um, and yeah, in terms of like, you know, the whole Korean wave and K-dramas and K-pop, I had no interests or, or no idea of, like, what the hype was all about. I really didn't understand. So I didn't mm-hmm. see how, I, did, I didn't see, yeah, myself getting into it at all. Um, and yeah, secondly, in terms of me, like, yeah, as a person in my personal life, I, again, I used to think I could have everything put together that I could figure things out on my own since I've always been such a, an independent and driven person. Um, That's an also, understatement also, for those that <laughs> Yeah, she all too well. Yana, you know this all too well. Um, but in a similar sense, I was also very immature and stubborn thinking that I could handle things um, on my own. So there's that. Um, and lastly, I, I get, yeah, I cared so much about what people thought of me and yeah no we know this like we we've gone through this we've we've gone through grade school high school um, college and now our adult life like that we've grown through through so many things but I mean that's something that's also just been there in the past that you know you can't help but care about what other people think of you and um, I mean it's only natural right Right, right. Um, like how we should dress, how we should act. No, don't do this. No, don't wear that. You know, it's all of these things. Um, and when you're younger, of course, you just kind of want to keep up with everyone and be like everyone and live up to mm-hmm. other people's standards. And that's okay because it's part of growing up. But yeah, I was I was different in, in all these senses. So, so there. No, <laughs> that was I... your before. <laughs> <laughs> I actually remember a conversation we had. I, we have this conversation on a rotating basis because we always say that, oh my gosh, when I was 16, I thought I knew everything. And then now when you're 18, you realize when you were 16, you didn't know anything at all. So I think we're at that stage where things just keep changing. And one right. of the biggest changes was becoming an army. You know, and I honestly think that, my, I mean, speaking in a personal sense, my life is characterized as Free army and army. So um, <laughs> I just wanted to um, ask you too. So how exactly did you first encounter BTS? And what is it about them that really drew you in and made you realize that you wanted more? You know, there are more things to experience and you want to dream bigger. Right. So um, it really started during the pandemic, you know, to explore things that um, would help me heal and to find comfort during such a difficult um, and stressful and just an uncertain time now. So I gave in and I thought, okay, everyone's talking about Chloe crash landing on you and 
so I was like, okay, what's the hype all about? My mom would come into my room and and always talk about it, like, oh, it's so kakakalegris, you have to watch it. So, I mean, I was just looking for anything, you know, at that point, like, okay, I'm open. And yeah, my life has never been the same. <laughs> um, I started watching, yeah, all these other K-dramas until I stumbled upon Itaiwan class. And um, it was so well made. All these K-dramas really were so well made, the stories and everything, the characters. Um, but in Itaiwan class, one of the songs in the soundtrack super duper spoke to me. And that's Sweet Night by V from BTS. Um, I can't even begin to explain how much I love that song and how much that song um, healed me during such an uncertain time. Like, I just love the message. I love his voice, the lyrics, everything. And I loved it so much that I learned um, how to play it on the piano. Mm-hmm. So I could emote <laughs> and cry <laughs> Yeah, I really did that. I really did that. And I'm proud of it. <laughs> um, and no, yeah, it, it's just such a, it was such a healing thing. So from that, from, from Sweet Night, from that song, um, because in, in Spotify, it says Sweet Night by V from BTS. I made me realize I love this song so much. Um, and at this point, I also don't know that much about BDS, like at all, really. I was so oblivious to, to what they were all about. I had no idea. So I thought, okay, maybe maybe they have more songs. Maybe I can mm-hmm. discover more, more healing and comforting songs. So coincidentally, on June 13th of 2020, I go on YouTube, right? Yeah, June 13th. Mm-hmm. Um, and I go on YouTube and... I just type BTS and the first video that pops up is the carpool karaoke. I feel like this was an entry point like for a lot. For a lot of people. people. Yeah. Yeah. Right? The carpool karaoke, which was just amazing. Like, wow, when when I first played it, wow, I was just immediately amazed with how talented they were, especially when RM started rapping the mic drop. And I'm not like, you know, I'm not such a fan of rap or anything. But when he started rapping, I really got goosebumps. Like, this guy, he's the real deal. He's, he's amazing. <laughs> um, and then you start to meet the rest of them as well. And they're not just insanely talented, but they just seem like the most, you know, genuine and, and nicest human beings as well. So it's like, how can you, how can you not? you know, admire that, you know, mm-hmm. after after seeing that they're not just super talented, but they're also super down to earth and um, kind and funny. So yeah, that that drew me in. And from, from there, it was down the rabbit hole as well as, you know, Yana, like watching Run BTS. My God. Bon- <laughs> oh my Do God. I know the rabbit hole? <laughs> I'm still there. <laughs> We're still there. Yeah, we still, we, we go back all the time, right? Um, mm-hmm. There are documentaries, docuseries. Um, it was so overwhelming in the best way, uh, I'd like to say. And I guess what drew me in overall, aside from their talent and how down to earth they are, it's really their message. Their overall message was just so healing and comforting. Mm-hmm. You know, like you never walk alone. Love yourself, speak yourself, um, the most beautiful moment in life, all these things, you know, like mm-hmm. I appreciated it so much how BDS, how they were able to, to talk about their struggles, whether that was mental health or um, so, social issues, social pressures, all these different layers of issues that we don't normally hear from, from boy bands. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just thought it was it was so amazing, you know, that that they were able to to convey such a powerful message through their voice, and it's in a different language, right? So that I found that just so amazing that I don't understand it. Like if I'm just hearing it, I don't understand yeah. it, and yet, right? And yet I I can connect with them, and when you somehow resonate, lyrics, right? Yeah, yeah. And when you read the lyrics, you connect even more in a way that you didn't think possible. So it's great. Um, 
so yeah I guess in that sense it made me realize that I need to dream bigger because as I got to know more about BDS and their message um and everything that they do and the reason why they do everything is it like it all just gave me so much hope um, mm-hmm. hope that hope that someone understands me um hope that you know even if we don't know each other they get me they're there for me we charge each other's batteries I love that um and yeah through that it made me so hopeful that I deserve more and mm-hmm. I that this deserve this world deserves more as well so so yeah I don't know it was just me there's something about finding them that's sometimes so hard to put into words, words. like you're just so yeah you're just so thankful and grateful um mm-hmm. and yeah the best way I can explain it is that these are seven men from Korea speaking a different language um and yet I can understand them I can relate and connect with them mm-hmm. in music which is just amazing right and how yes. they share their their vulnerability right right <laughs> um, super amazing. yeah I love how they could be they allowed themselves to be vulnerable through their music and to be vulnerable with us and that in turn allows us to also kind of confront our own be vulnerable as well right mm-hmm. um so I think it was just also so great that BTS kind of allowed armies and allowed people in general to open up that conversation within ourselves of mm-hmm. what is it that we really desire what is it that we want to fix what mm-hmm. do we want to accomplish what do we want to achieve what's our dream um and yeah I guess in that sense their overall message made me hope for something better and reminded me that I can dream bigger and that I deserve to dream bigger you do I think We all do. And I think that's really why they drew us in so much because they inspire so much hope and positive energy and really make you feel that there's so much more than even what you desire almost. Um, I think now I'm going to turn it over to Jen to talk about the dream part because the dream is so important, Jen. Thanks, Yana. Hi, Rocio. I loved listening to you. I made a few notes because I was thinking there's some a few things that I wanted to you know I wanted to ask you more about but I think um what I found really interesting was when you were telling us about you know before June 13 you know before you went on YouTube and played carpool karaoke how different how different it was um and then watching them uh, made you realize that you need to dream bigger but my, what I wanted to start off first was So before June 13, uh, 2020, what was your dream? And was there anything that changed after you found Bangtan? So it was the Rosia's dream before Bangtan and Rosia's dream after she found Bangtan. Right, right. Such a good question. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I guess before... June 13, 2020. I <laughs> love that we're using the exact date. Um, yeah, before meeting BTS and really getting, you know, super into them, I always had an idea of a grand dream. And I did have all these things in my mind. I just didn't know how to get there. And I guess it is also because when you when you're younger, especially when, yeah, when you're a child, the, you know, they people encourage you to, to dream big. You know, you can be whatever you want to be. If you want to be an actress, a singer, an astronaut, you can be anything you want, um, you know? And you don't always realize when you're young how what, what exactly it takes um, to get there. So this grand dream, I think, was so deeply rooted um, in childhood and in education as well. And then you get a little older and... <laughs> you have all these different kinds of growing pains and life experiences that shift your idea of what exactly is a good dream anyway, right? Like what exactly is my dream? Um, I also find it so ironic because when you're young, they tell you that you can be anything, right? You can dream big, but then you get a little bit older and they say, no, your dream is way too big. Like you shouldn't be, you shouldn't dream of being an actress. You shouldn't dream of being an astronaut. Like, 
it's so confusing, right? You get to a point you're like, oh, I am now confused. <laughs> um, yeah, and you get even older, and society thinks they that they, you know, have a say on what your life should be like, what your dream should be. For example, to to be a wife, a mother, like those, you know, stereotypical the, the, the stereotypical main dreams um, that society kind of wants you to achieve you have to be a good wife to find a stable and steady career that should be your dream um, and the scary part is sometimes you believe it or you don't know what to believe also and I think that was in my case like should I be this should I be that I don't know like I want to be this but I don't know I, should I also consider this um and yeah, part of you when, you when you're younger and yeah, I guess even like right before I found BDS, a part of me thought, oh yeah, I'll live the ideal life. I'll live that, that life that society thinks I should have. I'll live that life when I'm 25, 30, 45, whatever age. Um, but then you get to that age and it's very different. <laughs> it's super different. Um, and that's okay, right? I mean, that's life. It's, things are never as it seems, especially coming from your point of view as a child as well. Um, so yeah, I, I found that also just so crazy, like how they tell you dream big, but not too big. And I love like how, when I first listened to No More Dream, I love that it, it tackled that, that, what is your dream? Oh, your dream is just that? Like you should, you know, switch and do something else. And it's like, you shouldn't tell me what to do. <laughs> but the scary part is you believe it, right? You think, oh, am I dreaming too big? Am I, am I not dreaming enough? Am I too ambitious? And it gets confusing because everyone has something to say. So yeah, I guess before Bangtan, I was like always, I always felt that like push and pull of, do I dream big, not so big, kind of stable steady career play it safe or go big you know so yeah that was that was um I guess my idea of like my confusion also finding what's right for me when there's just so much noise like being thrown at you and so many like um opinions that it's like should I consider this should I consider that so yeah that was that was the, the confusing dream before Bangtan um and then after Bangtan, I'd like to think that my dream evolved because, I mean, these things that I wanted when I was, what, 7, 16, 21, you know, these are still great things and all, but it, those things, they're just not my priority anymore. I found something better for me right now, and it didn't become this idea anymore of, oh, this looks appealing, or this is what is expected of me. No, it's my life, and I must finally take charge of it. <laughs> um, you know, and it, at the end of the day, like, I, I know that that's why me the message of BTS as well, to, to speak yourself and be true to who you are is so important um, because it's so important to know who you are because there will always be noise. So being true to yourself is just so, so important. And I mean, my dream could also still change like in a year, two years, 10 years, you know, but, you know, I'm still, I'm still me. Like even if I've changed from the me before June 13, 2020, I'm still me. And I'm me with all this like confusion and, and growing pains and yeah, learning and unlearning things as well. So I'm still me just with a slightly different approach and new perspective on life and my dreams for myself. Wow, when you were talking about it, I got reminded of, is it uh, the me of yesterday, the me of today, the me of tomorrow? They're all me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's something all three of us, all, all four of us um, love about Tang Tang. Yeah. yeah, and I love how, you know, um, you said that prior to Bangtan, a lot of it was noise. I really like that it, a lot of it was, could be considered noise because there were so many things that people were telling you. Then it made you realize, hey, wait a minute, this isn't actually my dream. And then it helped you to realize that, hey, after June 13 and after, you know, 
after watching those seven beautiful boys ride that car being driven by James Carter. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember the, you Joker boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's where, that's when I, I fell in love with Jen. <laughs> oh! He was so, funny. so funny. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I think a lot I think a lot of our um started with carpool karaoke. Yeah. Yeah, but I love it when you're saying that, you know, it's they helped you to find what was actually yours. What was your dream? And it's also the acceptance that um your dream can change and it's fine. It's completely fine. Right? Yeah, that's so that's so nice. Yeah. So I think you know the um, Next one I wanted to ask was, okay, so now you've met Bangtan, you've realized that, hey, I can change my dream. So now that we've come to the, okay, I think I have a different dream. So what did Bangtan teach you about chasing your dreams? Yeah, um, there are three main things, actually. One is, well, like I mentioned, to be, to be true to yourself and to protect your dreams. Um, the second would be you don't need to keep up with everyone around you or have you know a similar dream as everyone else just because that's what society or people expect from you. Um, and the last one would be that it's okay if you also don't have a grand dream or if you don't have a super concrete dream as well. So expanding on yeah the first one to be true to yourself and protect your dream. This goes back to it's so important to speak yourself. I really love that message so, so much to, you know, speak yourself, love yourself, um, use your voice to speak your truth. I, I find that so powerful as well when you accept that, that whatever it is I want to achieve, I'm doing this for me. Um, and it's okay if that looks different to other people, as long as it makes sense to you, that's what really matters, right? Um, so it's important to also protect these thoughts and dreams because they are yours and not for anyone else and they don't belong to anyone else. Um, and that's not easy also, right? Like nothing worth having is, is ever easy, right? And it, you can say all these things as well, but there's always going to be noise, right? So I think that's why it's so important um, for me, like, reminding myself of that message from BPS to, to be true to yourself, to speak yourself and love yourself because yeah, the journey will for sure be difficult, but because you're living your truth, your true dream as well, all the, the noise, all the hard times, you know, it, it will be worth it in the end. So yeah, um, yeah, that's for the first one. For the second one, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to get into this. Yeah, you don't have to keep up with everyone else. This was like something I had to like, you know, knock myself hard with. Like, you don't have to keep up with everyone else. That's okay. You don't have to sprint to keep up with everyone. And I love that the song Paradise <laughs> helped me, you know, to, to understand that better, that life is a marathon. We shouldn't sprint to keep up with others and we also shouldn't just keep running for the sake of running so I super love that message from that song that especially when they sing the last part stop running for nothing my friend um I really I, I when I sing that song by myself I really feel those that, 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 those lyrics you know like yeah stop running for nothing girl um because yeah sometimes we totally lose sight of we're just like going with the flow and you know just going through the day but you know like we don't stop and think why are we doing this you know and am I doing this for me or am I doing it to please other people and I think that just super hit me hard that um that I have to do things for me I have to put myself first um and also the people I love, of course, but that also comes from being true to yourself, giving, um, being the best to yourself as well. Um, so yeah, we shouldn't just pursue things that 
we, we should pursue things that will not just make us happy, but better people as well. And, you know, if that doesn't make sense to other people, well, too bad. <laughs> it makes sense to me and the people who, who truly care about me as well. So, yeah, it's your, it's your race. It's your path. So you don't need to keep up with, with everyone else. But yeah, that's what I super... I love Paradise so much. It's such a great song. Um, I recommend it to everyone listening. <laughs> Please listen to Paradise. Um, such a good song. Um, and yeah, the third one was it's okay if you also don't have a dream, a grand dream or a specific dream as well. Um, because at the end of the day, also only it's only you that can can define your own happiness, what makes you happy, what makes your life like a paradise right on earth um, so yeah and i love also when rm says that who says your dream must be something grand just just become anybody we deserve a life you know whatever big or small you are you after all and that also just super hit me that you deserve to live your best life and you can only live your best life if you are being true to yourself you're going your own pace in your own path and yeah and trusting that process and i love also how Shuga says it's all right to not have a dream you know you just have to be you have to be happy um you don't always need such a huge goal driving you through life you know um and i think that mindset is super important um as well to not beat yourself down um just because your dreams or priorities change so yeah being you is enough and you can find your happiness, your paradise, and the little things as well, which I think is just super important. Yeah, that's what I learned from them on how to chase my dreams. Thanks, Rocio. <laughs> I love that. I think, you know, the whole time that um, you were talking about it, what, was, what I was thinking of was it's really about loving yourself, huh? loving yourself and being kind to yourself so that you realize that, hey, it's okay, you know, if I don't have a grand dream. When, you know, if maybe I have a grand dream, then my mental health kind of suffers a bit because I'm living for other people. Then, you know, I need to I need to love myself and I need to show myself a lot of the kindness that I may be showing other people, but not enough for myself. Right. So yeah, that's that's yeah, that's really good. I think, you know, um, I don't know if it's cultural. But it's also a lot of us were really trained, Asians particularly, were really trained to achieve yeah. that our identities are tied to achievement. Yeah, so, so we can still have that. But I also know that, you know, maybe because that has been the sole definition of how somebody is successful and happy, I think it may have also taken... Um, at all on the mental health of a lot of people who just kept on pushing and pushing and pushing. Right. And it was during the pandemic that people were forced to sit down. Like, hey, sit down, take pause, and try to reevaluate. Are you actually happy? Who are you um, outside of your job, outside of your achievement? Right? Who are you when you just sit down and you're by yourself? And are you happy? Do you actually love yourself? Right. So... Thanks. Thanks for that. Like, I love that conversation. So I think, you know, that's the perfect segue um, about loving yourself. So I will turn you over to MB, who will talk about finding you. Hi, MB, over to you. Hey, thank you very much, Jen. Thank you very much, Shannon. That was such a good buildup. Sounded so organic. And Rocio, I appreciate your story so much. You know what? Aww. Like, if we were going to get somebody who's going to talk about their Bangtan journey, I'm glad it was you. Because <laughs> Just for context, just for context, why am I saying that? You actually mirrored the sentiments of the different eras of Bangtan with how you talked about them. And it's just so... That's right <laughs> Yeah, you did. And it's so romantic <laughs> that you started on June 13th. <laughs> I know, right? Honestly, when I found out that 
that was their anniversary i was really like wow this is meant to be this is destiny (laughs) so special i felt so jealous because i can't even remember (laughs) what was the day that i went down the rabbit hole was but to be fair it was a slow dive but still i would like to have my anniversary too (laughs) but you've been you've been around you've been an army longer so you've had them you've had them longer which is what like so many of us new armies are so jealous of as well like oh i wish i found yeah, them when i was having a hard time <laughs> uh, i went down the rabbit hole on era so it was just a few months before okay. you yeah. all right okay so kind of same all right <laughs> when i saw the carpool karaoke i wasn't full-blown army yet I, I didn't even know a lot of the songs but i'm like oh damn this is good <laughs> ah, oh man yeah. so good wow that carpool karaoke that was like one of the good things that james corden did uh-huh. yeah i said it <laughs> how witty Jin is and oh how he could God. get away with things just by being Jin. <laughs> and maybe we could go at this oh, all yeah. all night <laughs> on yeah. on just yeah. Jin. <laughs> we are mothers of RJ, so yeah. <laughs> so yeah, going back, no. One of the things that I wanted to point out with your conversation with Jen is how you talked about. The confusion between having a dream, what a dream is, and actually confusing it with duty. Right. And realizing that that's not a dream. Yeah. Okay. So you talked about it so well, how you realize that it's having a dream is a different thing. But when you found your dream or the change in the how you wish to dream, how did you realize that? you deserve having this dream because that's a different thing altogether because you know distinguishing what is duty from dreaming and feeling like you do deserve to go after that dream or having a dream per se no so what's the next part of the story (laughs) yeah well first of all bts really did raise my they raised my standards in men for sure <laughs> i mean let's be real right they really raised the bar i mean not like the bar was low or anything but because yeah i owe that also to my to my parents who who always reminded me to, to never settle and to know that i deserve good things yana you're laughing so hard why <laughs> um but yeah i mean let's be real right like Come on, I know it, they raised the bar for for everyone, and we're all yes, doomed. They did. Um, no, we yeah, um, did. did. But half kidding aside, um, they really raised BTS. Really raised my standards for myself as well. Um, that I can work towards having a good, a happy, and meaningful life that makes sense for me, even if that looks different. To other people or even if society thinks it's not you know a valid dream or whatever you know as, and like it was mentioned earlier like especially in you know our cultural context because we know it's like we know everyone right and and they, these people they they will talk you know whether we like it or not someone will always there will always be someone right who will criticize us and you know we have to just take a step back and think that doesn't that doesn't matter you know um because this is my life and I know my worth I know what I deserve and yeah I I think it it's important also that and why I'm also so grateful for BTS because they help me to shut out the noise now you know and focus and put my energy more on how can I be a better me and how can I offer this best version of myself to the world and also to myself so that we can achieve our dreams and even our collective dream of just having a better world as well. So yeah, I guess like I had this whole, you know, um, idea that, that yes, yes, I deserve more. And I realized that from 
actually listening to Magic Shop. <laughs> and yeah, honestly, that song is such a comforting song. I love it when they sing the part, you gave me the best of me, so you give you the best of you. Create a door in your heart and, and this magic shop will comfort you. This, this message, right, it's about like protecting yourself, your mental health also, and finding comfort within you, that you can find comfort within you, especially on days that you want to give up and you feel most anxious and afraid. Um, this song, this line in particular, made me realize that I deserve to be kind to myself. The kindness that I also show to other people, I deserve to show that to myself. I deserve also to protect my dreams, my space. Um, and yeah, for my dreams as well, I, I deserve to reach for them as well. And I should never settle or never let anyone, including myself, make me feel small in this world. One of also the, my favorite quotes from that Yana actually told me was to take your space in this world and own it. And I love that she told me that one night when we were just like making quenta, we were just having a conversation and she said that. And I super love that she said that because, um, you know, some people, they may, they may mistake that as being selfish or being unreasonable, that, you know, our standards are too high or whatever, but that's not the case at all. You know, I'm, I, we're not saying that, we deserve everything, we deserve a perfect life, but it's really more that I know myself best, um, I know who I am, and that I want to and I can do good in this world. I'm worthy of good things, um, even if I make mistakes, and I can reach the goals and the dreams that I have for myself. Um, so yeah, I through magic shop, like all these emotions um, came running in my mind and, and, and my whole being, right? That, that, you know, it starts with your space within you. And from there, you have to also be able to encourage yourself to, to go after the things that you really want. Um, so yeah, and, and that also won't be easy for sure. Um, but because I know I can protect my magic shop, my safe space, my worth. Um, I know that I'll keep doing my best for me to reach my personal dreams and goals. Um, and I'll do my best also um, for the people I love and to live a good and happy life that is truly me. So, yeah. Wow. Rocio, did you realize that you just paraphrased dope? oh my gosh <laughs> I, bts lives in me <laughs> oh my gosh like, um for uh people who are not familiar with the lyrics of of dope there's a part there that like i think it's jimin and jungkook singing this part that um they're saying this is bangtan style we're living the hustle life mm -hmm. that's 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 Bangtan's message, Rocio. You just yeah, talked yeah. about how it applied to you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm living, yeah. I'm living their message. <laughs> yeah. That's how much they've impacted my life and millions yeah. of people's lives. So I'm so what's, grateful. <laughs> what's nice about what you said was that you're not afraid of the hardship as long as you are showing yourself the kindness to try and like, you know, you deserve the effort to do something for you. That's a difference between um, the entitlement that was labeled with the generation. Like we're, mm -hmm. we're millennials, you're Gen Z. For some reason, people labeled us as entitled, <laughs> but that's yeah. the thing that people don't get. Having self-worth, is not equal to entitlement because we are ready for the struggle <laughs> just uh -huh. to follow Amen. that dream. <laughs> and Bang Bang summarized that so well that, yeah, as long as it's yours and you know that it's yours and you're not hurting other people, go for it. Just do what you need to do. It's not like we're asking for, like, give this to me because I want it. 
No, right. I want it, so I'll go for it. <laughs> exactly. I'm willing to put in the work and effort to get there. So <laughs> that was such a big difference. So now that you were able to determine what is duty, what is dream, what you deserve, your self-worth, it seems like you were able to like filter out what is you and what is not you. So how are you now finding yourself alongside Bangtan? Because one of the things that you actually mentioned this earlier is one of the phrases that Bangtan is most famous for is that you never walk alone. We're always walking together, maybe different directions, but you're going somewhere. Now that you know where you want to go and you're walking alongside them, how does it feel for you or how is it for you now? Okay. Um, I honestly feel like I'm constantly evolving with Bangtan and through Bangtan. As even now that I'm talking, I don't realize I'm like summarizing their message and, you know, what they also talk about through their songs, their different songs, their lyrics. Um, so, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm constantly evolving, which is such a great feeling, really. Um, for one, they really helped me get through the most difficult of times. And that's why I guess a part of me always feels like I wish I knew them sooner. I always talk about this with, with Yana, like, oh, if I just had them when I was going through other difficult things. Um, but also I know like Army say, and even the boys say, right? That we find them, you know, at the time that, is right for us and the day that they that we find them that's when they debuted for us so i'm so grateful for them coming into my life and changing my life for for the better um yeah so it's been two years since i found them i do realize how much i've invested my time and energy into them and it's been truly such an incredible part of my personal journey my yeah my path um, and knowing that even if there are times that I feel alone, you never walk alone. You know, there's someone that understands you out there. And that was just such a comforting thing, you know. Um, so, yeah, in terms of my path, um, I find myself now pushing myself to step out of my comfort zone. And I feel encouraged to do that because of Bangtan and because of, the message that they've also uh, um, shared with us um, to keep learning, to keep going and growing and figuring out for me, who is Rosia and where does she want to go? What does she want to achieve with her time here in this world? Um, it's really making me think about all these things and not just for, I mean, of course, so yeah, for myself, but also thinking of like the people I love, um, and, you know, also this dream of wanting a better world and, and everything, like it's making me um, push myself to step out of this comfort zone as well and, you know, take action to, to reaching my dreams. Um, so, yeah, and it's crazy because looking back at, at the Rocio from, from two years ago, she wanted completely different things from the Rocio now. And it's so refreshing and yeah, like even if things change again, like in another two years, that's okay because it's all part um, of life. Um, we mature and we evolve through time and through our experiences. It allows us to expand um, the ideas we have for our lives and think that, you know, different might be good. You know, having a different mindset, having a different dream I never thought I would dream about, you know, it could be good. And I think this is what's also so special about this journey that I've had with and through Bangtan that I feel like I've entered this like new, totally new perspective that has just opened my, my world also completely that I can dream for, for better things for myself and for, for this world and I can do something about it. So, yeah, I, I'm so grateful for Bangtan. Um, they've also reminded me to, to enjoy the present moment because like I said, you know, things can change very quickly in 
you know, and my ideas could also change and everything. But yeah, BTS has also reminded me to enjoy the present moment, to not take things for granted. Like what they said in their concert, RM said, let's not take things for granted. We only get this one life. So yeah, so that really inspires me that I should make the most of this life by surrounding um, myself with people who truly love and support me um, and who want to see me succeed as well, genuinely care about me and want to see me succeed and to just enjoy, you know, this most beautiful moment in life and with all, with all, (laughs) yep, I had to (laughs) go through the whole discography, (laughs) but yeah. There. I love how many references we had in such in two questions. <laughs> I tell you, they love me. <laughs> so it's like what you're saying is the path that Bangtan helps us walk is the path of self discovery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's such well a, Thank you very much for reading liberating feeling mm-hmm. and thing to yeah. realize nice you know what like i'm again i'm gonna say it again i'm so happy that we chose you as the teacher <laughs> for the journey because you really embodied what bangtan set out for armies to experience so they called themselves bulletproof boy scouts to shield us from the pressures of society and the demands of society and that looks so different for each person and you're able to share your story in such a nice way so thank you CEO for for sharing that and you really never walk alone when you are on the path of discovering yourself yeah so true oh I love that I'll cry (laughs) oh Oh, wait (laughs) I just wanted to add the thing you were talking about that you're the only person like you can work hard and like nobody like you have your own face and nobody has to see it it's Jin it's Jin yes only you need to know <laughs> how hard you work yes <laughs> and everybody has their own face okay we'll stop now okay <laughs> Because, you know, Rithu and I can go move on and on and on yep. and on. We are always good. Stop us now. Yeah, stop us now. So, yeah. Back to you, Yana. <laughs> you know, I have, I'm just flowing with thoughts and feelings. And um, actually, you know, when Rishi and I talk a lot about what's going on in our lives, we always go back to, but, you know, Bangtan says, it's like the Bible, you know, it's like what Rishi says, like, it's how you're supposed to, in chapter, verse 3, <laughs> in, in album, Battle of the Soul 7, song, or something like that, it really has become such a source of comfort, and I think that, um, I think that that's what we've been holding on to, because things have been so, you know, uh, busy things have been crazy especially over the last few weeks um you know to close things off i just wanted to do a quick last round table with everyone final thoughts before we close about the night so jen can we hear from you first i don't know what to say actually yeah there was so much that was uh discussed over the how how long are we uh playing now i think about 30 40 minutes I love how we went to the discography and I don't think it was intentional. So that was a happy accident. Um, and it's really, you know, um, it's self-discovery and it's also going against the, it's the, how do you say it? Uh, the expectations that, you know, I think prior to us discovering Bangtan, we were thinking that there were so many things that we needed to do for other people but we were sacrificing a lot of ourselves because we were trying to make other people happy. And why is it that, you know, making yourself happy um, seems like it's a selfish thing? It shouldn't be. Loving yourself shouldn't be a selfish thing. Right? Loving by loving yourself and taking care of yourself. I think if if the goal is also to take care of others, 
then you cannot let go of yourself. And you, what, what did it say? You cannot pour from an empty cup. And you don't let your mobile phone go on zero, right? At a certain point, you know, all of us, we charge our batteries when it, when it gets, what, below 50, 40? But individually, I think we've all just been so conditioned that we give so much and then we lose a lot for ourselves. I think this conversation is about finding that it's okay to love yourself, that it's okay to have dreams for yourself. It's okay not to have grand dreams because if having grand dreams means taking away a lot of what should be for you, your happiness and the kindness that you uh, extend to other people, then maybe that shouldn't be the dream. Maybe the dream should be what would make me happy, right? And what would, what would keep me steady? What would, give, what would keep me in a space that I would feel is safe where I can grow and just be happy? Yeah, so thanks, Rocio. We love having you on board. Uh, oh my gosh, I love this dude. Thank you so much for, for having me. I swear, I could I could talk about this all day. <laughs> and I'm so I'm We so talk glad. about it all day. <laughs> well, yeah, we have to do. What am I talking about? <laughs> um, but yeah, this has been really great. I I'm so I'm so grateful also for yeah, the people we've met because of BTS. And you know, I I don't know if I would have met you guys right if if it weren't for bts so yeah another thing like they connect people with people who you didn't think also you would expect right so it's great thanks so much for that man you know when you were talking i was like why does this feel so cathartically painful but good at the same time i think that's like really what bangtan super evokes with us um mb any closing thoughts from you Perhaps a summary of our takes. Like I have so many D words in my brain right now. Like the clean ones. Okay. And then it, it's like um, so we started with confusing with with sifting through what is duty and what is a dream. And then we started to go to self-discovery, okay, or discovery. And then accepting what you deserve, okay? And then we even mentioned that it's actually dope to be determined <laughs> to go after that dream. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So many words came out like that. <laughs> okay, I'm going to make a poem out of this or something. But it just flows it just so well. Naturally. <laughs> yeah, it just flows so well. When we are talking about something that should be a standard, it just flows so well. No? So, um, yeah. So, Game Champ, I hope we see you again soon. <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah, we need to come back to reclaim her throne because there are so many people who have been uh, getting the crown so far. Um, you know, just to close off, um, I just wanted to say that everything that for those that are for everyone that's listening and even for MB and Jen, I've known her since you were nine and BTS has truly changed her and me and even the way we are friends. So I think that it's really um, being basking in the purple galaxy is really such a happy place to be in. And it's even better when you have good people there with you. So I think that um, overall, they, the songs that they have, the, mes the messages that they have will stay with us no matter what age we're in, no matter what we're going through. It's always going to be applicable. And that's why they're going to be relevant forever. So I think, you know, with that, I just wanted to thank Christia so much for coming on. You know, it's... We have these conversations on a regular basis, but it's always nice to kind of immortalize it somewhere and keep it so that we can always remember it. This is how we feel about it. Um, so thank you so much again for coming. We really thank you for taking the time to talk about Bangtan, talk about it with us. And we hope that everyone that's listening kind of resonate 
in a way with what Rocio was sharing because I definitely did MV and Jen definitely did as well. So we just wanted to thank everyone for listening and for coming back to listen to us every episode. Thank you for being here with us. And we hope to see you all for our next Saturday mug chat. So thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye.